Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Brian. Got Don and Josh on the line. We're excited that you're here. We're going to talk about the markets, whether you're in pain or happy. We don't know. We'll find out. We'll tell you what we think. In the meantime, let me tell you about FTX. Our partners for Weekly Open, go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX, where you can buy the dip if you so choose, if Don gives us permission. Uh, or if you need a panic sale, you can do that on FTX as well. Up only. <laughs> First time I've ever done that. Weeklyopen.com slash FTX. <laughs> Wow, I'm so sorry. The first slip up. First the first slip, slip up. Track your portfolio. <laughs> the betrayer. Earn, <laughs> earn, <laughs> earn yield on your assets all on the FTX app. Weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Gentlemen, how you doing? Good. Very good. Excellent. Josh, how are you? I'm alive. I'm not so sure about crypto. You're not but I guess already that's why dead. we're here. Yeah. I mean, the problem is this, folks. It's the end of the year. Trend metrics are crap for BTC. If this thing turns around, it's because he does it. BTC is pretty much a loss here. There is no way I can measure this and be optimistic. I'm going to lead with that. That's that's going to be your opening thoughts here. Wow. Yeah. Making me depressed on my vacation. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Uh, I actually agree, though. So I mean, oh come on! <laughs> I'm being told to fix my sound. What's wrong with the sound? I to it. Y'all just keep talking. All right, Josh, you want to give us the rundown of the market? Yeah. So I talked about this like 12 hours before it happened. Not that I'm like tooting my own horn here. I could care less, but I wasn't positioned for it anyway. But the problem was we were threatening this. Um, this edge-to-edge -edge move, which is just a move through the cloud. Screen fill is the cloud. And it was a, almost a carbon copy setup of April to May, except that took a month to fake out-ish. That took, okay, like half a month. We'll say 12 days. Whereas this, we lost cloud support, regained it, and then in a matter of uh, a day or two, completed that entire move and then some. I think this was, it was like multiple factors as, why, as to why it happened. It was 24-7 uh, markets, low liquidity on a Friday night. Some option seller, most likely, got blown out on Deribit because they were 2 to 5% below <laughs> the market. Uh, and then that causes a waterfall margin cascade. And then boom, we lose 50% of the OI on Bybit and wherever else. And... Uh, there were just no buyers. People were selling and getting liquidated into an empty book. And that's how you get a price down to, to 40. I think on Huobi, it hit 38. Um, I don't even know if I can pull that up. But that, that's my understanding of it all. So that was BTC. Huobi hit 41 on the tether market. 41. Holy cow. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, live by the 24 hour markets, die by the 24 hour markets. We had looking, we had been looking weaker, but not anything that would justify a, a move that happened. I mean, that's, when you've been here a long time, Ryan, like, like us three have here, you can, you can see when some shenanigans happen. This is 25% in a day. I mean, come on. Well, I'm not, it wasn't manipulation. Let's be clear. It was just margin waterfall cascade. Oh, as I think far it was I manipulation. Tell. 
Okay. All right. I'll let you carry that torch. I mean, everything that goes down is manipulation. Everything that goes up isn't right. That's how it works. No, I think, yeah, I think we had manipulation on, on the top side too, but, uh, I think that this move was articulated by someone. Uh, I think it was predatory. I don't know if it was manipulation. Go ahead. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I can agree with that. Um, I think it was uh, an opportunist who saw the open interest, who had the power to uh, have some impact on the spot markets, and then took advantage of a low liquidity time to actually go do it. Uh, Deribit led pricing on the downside, uh, meaning in my mind, someone got short with their initial sales and then uh, used probably spot selling to exacerbate the move. Um, and they were probably, I mean, if, if I was doing it and I had enough coins to move the market in low liquidity conditions on a Friday night or whatever it was, uh, it's exactly what I would have done. I would have bought, I would have bought short time frame puts. I would have sold perps to get things started. And then I would have supported the move by selling uh, spot. And if you can move the markets and you all you have to, you can lose in these environments too. It doesn't mean they like, guaranteed to win. Some people can gobble it up on with a bid you don't see. Um, but on the flip side of that, if you, if you play it right, you can cascade it quite thoroughly and rinse the open interest, uh, which ends up being bullish, but you know, you kind of protected yourself on the way down. I think it was, I think this was a constructed move. I really do. Um, you don't see this type of stuff happen at these times without news um, for no reason. So y'all can call me a conspiracy theorist, but that's my conspiracy. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, you could say the market was just like very well positioned for this move to happen. And then whoever caused it or whatever caused it doesn't really matter, right? Because at the end of the day, like it nukes and nukes. And then whenever the market looks like this, I feel like the nukes are just kind of like, the obvious outcome like bitcoin looked like shit for a while now and uh eve has not been but bitcoin has been looking particularly shit in the last few weeks yeah btc looked worse certainly mm -hmm. but did it justify a 25 percent down move in a day or an hour or whatever that was I, you know I, I, i'm gonna say no but <laughs> hey it is what it is uh, now, now if you caught hold on. Hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on if you caught 42k you know Congrats to you. I didn't, but <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Crypto MS said, how did you figure that out, uh, Ledger? Low Strife, every time there's a rapid move, Low Strife uh, on Twitter, great guy, always does a here's where the move started type of thread. Um, so he showed kind of an overlap of how Deribit was moving significantly ahead of the rest of the market, which is pretty strange. Like usually you'll see one of the big spot exchanges like Coinbase or Bitfinex or something that kind of starts. And then the, uh, exaggeration on the derivatives exchanges happens on the tail end. Um, somebody, somebody aggressively started, uh, moving the market ahead of time. Josh, I don't know if you'll find it on like a one minute or on like a one hour, but if you go to like a one minute and start laying them over each other, you'll see it. Um, so yeah, low strife, put that out there. And then, um, there was apparently some options activity that was like right before the move happened as well. I'm just saying it was sketchy, you know, I'm just saying, so I, I think somebody saw an opportunity and took advantage. I'm not saying that should be legal or anything. I don't care. It's just the market doing the market things, but 
I think that's what happened. Um, We've seen similar on Darabit twice before. Yeah. Um, where they do something in late. I was trying to find it. I thought it was in July somewhere. But I mean, you remember the epic one back when we retested 6K or whatever in 2019. We went to like 12K and then went down to 6K on a wick on like a couple of exchanges. Uh, and it was the Bitstamp event. Um, people used Bitstamp because Bitstamp was one of the uh, BitMEX index. Uh, oh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was fucked up. <laughs> that was absolutely orchestrated. Um, I think this was a, a little softer touch, but similar. Yeah, I could honestly get on board with that. It's just crypto, right? So this market it works. It's just, it's just crypto. I'm not. I'm not saying one way or the other. Uh, it's just. <laughs> it's just crypto. Just how it is, man. Have fun. Mm. It's nice to have these kind of big moves. I feel like, like yeah, these kind of moves are the money makers. Um, even on the long side, right? Like you, you wait for people to get liquidated, and then you get involved um, way below the supports you want to actually buy. And uh, yeah, if you get involved, right, you make money pretty much instantly. Have fun staying poor. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. So Ethereum directly tapped the uh 20 week sma which is ethereum's abiding by it better than bitcoin but it's one of my favorite metrics uh bitcoin flipped it so that's always interesting sometimes when the week closes like close to it you discount it a little bit you know um i'm but you it does share it shows you the uh relative strength on ethereum versus bitcoin like the uh 50 or the 20 week is at 52k for bitcoin and it you know, went down to 43 something on the index. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ethereum definitely stronger. The other thing that happened in the dump was, uh, the ETH BTC pair was pumping during the dump down. So that was also fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it pumped basically because someone bit EFUSD more like i saw a bunch of people like arguing that it's just because um efusd is illiquid but if you look at the move on the lower time frames was actually like it was starting to pump while everything was moving down which means like yeah. someone had a bid basically right and um like that bid wasn't getting getting um sell, like sold through so basically what happened is um if btc has to go up in that instance right yeah. bitcoin goes down if you stays the same price if you uh, if btc just shoots up so like i saw a bunch of people like argue that it's just because like if um is fin books blah 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 but i think it's like legitimately like if was more bid than bitcoin was which is a strong sign for like ETH strength but obviously shit for bitcoin right yeah well that uh could have all been part of the plan you know <laughs> the master plan the plan ors mm-hmm. um this is deriva versus uh coinbase just to illustrate that point again i don't have the the second tick data but if you were to look at this you could see it just got below 40k on deriva um yeah that's that's rough i don't know there's nothing that can fix this either like unless it's a non 24 seven specific markets. Like this is going to happen f- relatively frequently. You know, this could easily happen once a quarter when the, when the time is right. Yeah. Here's less trice actual tweet. And it was to the tune about three to 5%. 
pretty yeah, impressive. So I, don't, I don't know if that was a forced liquidation or if that was a um, somebody selling or both. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, all the on-chain stuff gets obliterated. I think it was like $2.5 billion at least that got, got liquidated. Yep. I just think it was some funny business is all. We don't have to Certainly. spend a ton of time on it. There's always funny business in a market. It's part of what makes a market, as y'all said. Um, <clears throat> but when you have an event like that, that's purely like the chart needs it, it needs some kind of wick or something, right? And then additionally, like the open interest needs it. And then someone's like, all right, well, you know, I'll go provide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not news-based whatsoever. It has no news narrative. It's just the market doing goofy market things. And you as an average Joe and me as an average Joe, we're the ones that need to be careful with that because, you know, that open interest came from uh, some institutional and maybe fund driven stuff, but it was a lot of regular people that probably were like, yeah, you know, uh, BTC to a hundred K a margin long four X and they got liquidated. Well, the other issue with uh, moves like that is the market makers will purposely just remove all of their uh, oh, yeah. liquidity. So they'll go risk off because that's just what they do. Like it's not their fault that the market collapsed, but yeah. um, when they don't know what's going on, they'll do the same thing. So the, the, the book gets even thinner is what I'm trying to say. And that's only helping issues like this. Yep. They'll, uh, and, and that's not that they're selling. They're just stopping providing kind of this tight window on, on uh, the order book itself. So they have buys and they have sells listed there and they normally anticipate people ping in between them and this starts to open up and they just take them all off. So then your liquidity is so much less that your the move exacerbates. It is impressive though that ETH, uh, you know, in May, this thing looks insane from wick to wick. It was a 46% move. This move, uh, the past two days is only a 25%. So we're, we're getting up, we're getting, uh, you know, we're getting mature here in the markets. Nick could have been worse for ETH. Nick in chat says no news. Legacy was dumping all week. That's fine. Legacy was closed when this thing got like really did its, its big, its big thing. Okay. It's different. Yeah. It was like the, it was like the legacy people like forgot they had a bunch of crypto and then <laughs> Friday night at 3am or whatever. Yeah, it was sure. like, Oh my God, yeah, let me exactly, sell it all. That's exactly what logical people do. They just go do it then. Anyway. Uh, but where's, I don't know where's this leave us. Are we going to get the capital rotation that we talked about back to majors? Everything else lags. Do you see opportunity in altcoins? Do you see opportunity in ETH BTC? Is the, is the bull market over? These are the questions we need to answer for our folks today. Well, I mean, I could actually try street, uh, like screen sharing. And if it just needs the internet, I mean, just so be it. So be, um, it. So be it. Give it a go. Uh, let me just give you the permissions. Yes. Uh, all right. You're good to go. Let me see if this works. Uh, I think this should work. I mean, screen's tiny. Let me know if it does work, actually. Yeah, you're good. It's perfect. Okay. So what basically happened with Bitcoin, in my opinion, is that we are in a giant range. And I mean, if you start seeing this and you see, like me say, a giant range just starts getting terrifying real quick. Because what we did basically is like we broke out of the range 
And the moment we started getting this red candle towards like the top of the range again and started closing below it, um, I was talking about like, if we go back in the range, that's really bad, right? And that's kind of what we did. And uh, the liquidation run like a couple of days ago kind of like sped things up. But I think in general, when you have like a range breakout that doesn't work, right? Um, excuse my drawing skills, uh, doing this on laptop, uh, usually kind of target the, the range low, right? Like I take the same setup on longs any day where you have like a range and then you range in it. And then if you start breaking down and actually reclaim the range, that's a bullish sign, right? That's what you want to see. And it goes up. And the exact inverse is obviously true uh, for like bearish ranges as well. And I think this is one for now anyway. Um, so yeah, broke below the range high and uh, heading to the range low, I think. Um, I sold into the 60K area, like 59K. And I'm more than happy to rebuy back there, right? Like if it goes back up, um, I'm fine with rebuying above the range. But until we get there, I mean, it just looks really shit, like Bitcoin does. Eve looks a little bit different, but if you see, it's starting to look like kind of weak as well. EFPTC still looks insane, but EFUSD is like starting to struggle, obviously based on on the Bitcoin weakness. So that's kind of my view. I think like macro wise, this just looks like a macro range fail, uh, break, failed breakout and uh, yeah, not too, not too happy with this. Um, yeah. And for the people that asked in the chat, like I haven't told Eve yet and I cannot actually, I don't have any access. So uh, I'm going to be stuck with holding Eve, even if it invalidates me. It'll be um, for you. <laughs> we'll see we'll see i mean i've gone for a month or two i'm not entirely sure if like holding e for two months more it's a good idea That's but it's like idea because when you get okay <laughs> you will have been forced to iron hand it yeah i mean maybe i'd be down i'd honestly be down that'd be that'd be pretty nice but i'm not entirely sure if that's gonna happen because like what we have here is basically E three testing the same support over and over again, and uh, that starts like that's that's a worrying sign as well, right? When you have like an all time high breakout, and then you get like the support tested for a billion times, it's not technically invalidated because I mean it's still holding, and I could actually see it holding based on EFPTC strength. So like I'm not I'm not telling friends to kind of go to my house and close my positions, um, but. I am like kind of worried that I get back and Eve is chilling at like below 3k um, because I could see that happen. Like if you start losing 4k, uh, I'll get bearish Eve towards like, I mean, 2.3 ish. And uh, that would mean that Bitcoin has to go down as well because Eve PTC, in my opinion, is still super, super strong. So if we get like another cascade or Bitcoin doesn't actually reclaim stuff, I think Eve's kind of like screwed as well. Um, but hoping for something else, obviously. And uh, yeah, Bitcoin is just like a range play right now, like from range high to range low makes sense. And if that doesn't happen, obviously buy into strength. I can't, like if it goes down, like if it goes up next week or this week even, all the way back above 60K, I, I think we'll just fucking moon it. Um, that'd be my preferred outcome. All right, man. You can't talk about this like sub 3K East stuff. <laughs> not allowed halo in the chat was like hurry up and nuke don's internet <laughs> this news is horrible no i mean I, i'm still positioned and i still think like looking at eve ptc right um 
that just keeps going up and looks really, really strong. Actually closed higher than before. Um, so, I mean, send that and maybe we actually get like, it'd be hilarious if you flip Bitcoin while staying at the same USD price, wouldn't it? Like it imagine is. that. So that's word. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's designed for the new crate. <laughs> uh, Josh was trolling me on Friday about my ETH BTC 0.14 call and his trolling was also the local bottom. Um, nice. My 0.14 <laughs> call was local top. His trolling was the local bottom, and now we're just ranging. Um, but yeah, I mean, ETH looks really good to me uh, still. And one other element that we have not brought up yet is that uh, funding, in addition to just overall open interest, got nuked as well. So it's pretty cheap to be long at the moment. Um, Which one, ETH or Bitcoin or both? Both nice i mean then i mean you never count the trade like if you're short and you see negative funding i mean it's not worth that short is not worth getting fucked over for i think yeah it started to uh normalize a little bit but um i screenshotted it earlier and uh it was much more negative than this so that's interesting so it's you know people are already starting to unwind their shorts a tad just off the move that we've had in the past couple of hours. Um, but at a bare minimum, it's healthy funding, you know? Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's good to hear. Deribit token margins is at 0.034. So Deribit, which led the way down, is now the most expensive to be long. <laughs> Shocking, man. How, how funny that is, you know? Uh-huh. It's almost like somebody closed their positions. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah i mean the most terrifying thing that could happen in my opinion would, would be a bounce into 55 where funding gets like bad again like that'd be bad but yeah like when you have funding like negative in general like in general when you're in the market you want to be on the long side right but it, sometimes there's like opportunities for shorts um but i think like almost no short is worth it to go into it when you have negative funding like opening shorts into negative funding at least is just beyond stupid. Um, yeah. Like if you have already one and you have like a good setup and or you hedge something, it's one thing. But if you're opening new shorts into negative funding, you're an idiot. It's just how it is. Yeah, the hit rate on it is really bad. Yeah. Well, uh, we've lost we've lost all of the Q4 stuff, and this is going to close as probably the worst year for BTC since 2018 just kind of crazy to think about that is wait what impeccable that is so good <laughs> it's the year-long alt season that's what we've been saying for ages now it's people keep saying when alt season and it literally lasted all year as bitcoin had a bullish what two weeks in january and then basically nothing important after that can I, can I bring up something without talking about this thing? We're talking about what's happening to the thing. Yeah. Um, NFTs are dying. Oh. And yeah, I don't yeah. need to hear about your slideshow, Brian, specifically. <laughs> I just, I'm curious about your thoughts as somebody who's in you, NFT you the, stuff. You got the wrong bags, bro. Uh, no, no, I agree. Uh, well, we're seeing what we expected, right? The There's rotation in that market. The stuff that was the frothiest, uh, people are now illiquid and down. And yeah. it just cascades on the stuff where people are not in profit. It's not across the board. 
people love making fun of me about my fluffs. The floor on those has gone up. Like, and it's, it's been consistently up. It's, uh, and there's, anyway, the, there's, there's uh, rotations as well, like all the metaverse-driven stuff. So, you know, the sandbox stuff and uh, the searcher land stuff. It was going while art blocks were getting crushed. Um, you know what I mean? It just kind of depends. But um, two things can happen at once in NFTs. One is average prices can go way down. And two is number of users can go way up as people enter the ecosystem and uh, learn about it. So... Uh, I'm not worried at all about the NFT market as a whole, but if you're getting into NFTs right now and thinking like moon soon, then you're going to have a bad day. Well said. I mean, NFTs, NFT stuff, I don't know. It's just kind of like when you buy shit and there's a lot of shit in the NFT space, the problem is that you can like, we set this all the time, basically, like you cannot get out of it because if no one's buying, like the moment people see prices go down by like 20, 30%. They obviously don't want to buy, right? Because everything in the NFT space is doing poorly. And then it's like, you cannot get rid of your stuff, right? You're stuck with it. And then obviously the moment volume dries up, people just try to front run each other to get out. And then you can have something that's worth 60 ETH or 100 or 120 ETH like punks just cascade down by just like five sellers because I mean, no one wants to buy and then it just keeps on going down just based on the fact that like maybe there's one buyer, right? But if you have like five sellers that absolutely want to get out, even like taking 50% haircuts or something, you can drive the market down a shitload until sellers start showing up again. And I mean, even in the in the so-called blue chips, I mean, that's possible. It's just NFTs, right? Yeah, what and, did the uh, punks floor peak at? Like 110? Uh, yeah, I think 110, 120. And it's at 69 now. So, I'm trying yeah. to pull up the chart. I can't, I can't ever find uh, that. Uh, it's like punk. Is it punk I Eve? Think punk punk West? Eve. West. Yeah, it is. It's like it went to 140 and it's now oh. at 67. That's impressive. Yeah. But uh, that's still like, that's hilariously still like everyone's talking about like how NFTs are dying. And then you look at this and it's like still insane. Uh, right? Like, yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> sub 50 ETH especially for non-floors I get like pretty excited like I'm yeah yeah but I mean that's like it's not that far away in crypto land it's not the bottom you until can some, you can get some pretty nice punks now for under 100 ETH uh, so it's not the bottom until people remove it as their profile picture <laughs> not like that that's what happened with pudgy penguins like yeah it's actually true i have not seen those in ages. <laughs> and they're down bad <laughs> do you still have the one that you had do i the one yeah yeah i sold um i mean i have i had multiple but the one that i bought to be like public or whatever yeah i kept it i don't care yeah it's, it was two eth or something um, I did sell some that were more like speculative, you know, but whenever I buy these, I, people, you have to mark this crap to zero the moment you buy it. And if you don't do that, if you're trying to like be pure speculator on it, you'd have to treat it like a call option or something where you expect it to go to zero. But if it goes up, you, you have the opportunity to make like multitudes or something, you know? Yep. So. 
and, and with like NFTs, another thing is like if you have a couple, you have to sell on the way up because if you, oh, you yeah. cannot sell, it's so insane. Like with the NFT stuff, you cannot sell on the way down. Like in, in trading, oftentimes you don't even need to sell like on the way up. You can just sell on the way back down again. Um, but with NFTs, it's very different. Like if you don't sell into the pump, um, there's just no way to get out once it actually starts going down. Completely agree. Um, I, Does anything look good? Token-wise was, or NFT-wise or what? Not Definitely not NFT-wise. I think that's enough NFT talk for today. <laughs> um, just in general. I think, you know, we already said ETH, I think, looks okay in the moment. Yeah, ETH does. BTC is in the blender, and uh, I'm not optimistic for anything until Q2 at this point. But Matic, someone brought up Matic. Uh, I think Matic looks okay still. Show the chart, screenshot. Show the chart. Show the chart. <laughs> um, I'd have to check like AVAX, Luna. Soul probably looks okay still. I mean, you can't even tell something happened to Matic. It looks completely fine. And like if we're just measuring stuff, maybe the target is still a five. Just using fibs here. But you you have no idea there was a massive twenty five percent down move on BTC. I think this, this whole thing. this whole move was just to get people a little shook, and to pave the way for the big stuff to do well. I'm I'm Are bullish. I just don't. I can't be bothered to be bearish. Stocks look like they bottomed. Dixie was up today. Vix was up today. Um, the spy bottomed. Wow. And that's a huge move on GSPX. It's actually such a weird chart every time. It looks like, like it bottom. goes down. Yeah, it looks... It, I mean, it did retest support. So maybe send it. Hopefully. I think, so, I think the whole world is probably front-running the year-end stuff. You know, like all that, uh, there's tax harvesting. I was listening to a podcast this weekend where a guy was talking about like how hedge funds basically want to lock in their year and then go on vacation because <laughs> every day that's down or whatever, uh, is another day they lose profits and they can just guarantee their profits cause they've had impeccable years and then they go on vacation. And I just think that we've seen, even, even though like the indexes, haven't been that bad as you in especially in uh legacy as you go down the the risk spectrum there's like some real pain you know like arc investors and stuff have just gotten absolutely waxed um like this is despite tesla still being a thousand dollars you know it's broke down from 125 to 95 that's a big move for something that has tons of retail flow um yeah. Anyway, I just think that the, there's probably chop ahead. It's not like moon it, but I don't think I don't think the downside is massive in legacy at this point. Uh, and if we were so correlated to legacy moves, ETH wanted to just moon, man. It didn't want to go down. It wanted to moon. And I think if we can uh, get legacy to just 
chill for the rest of the year. It gives Ethereum and maybe Bitcoin a chance to recover. I'm still optimistic about my 6K, 60K uh, year-end prediction. What's interesting is that it's like potentially happening directly at the year-end rather than the uh, like sometime during the year. But those are targets that Josh and I talked about last January 1st or December 31st or whatever. I think BTC at this point is just, um, uh, you know, I don't think it's even worth paying attention to. Wow. Until the end of the year. Josh, I really don't. Switch, maker of four technical analysis videos a week, says <laughs> Bitcoin is not worth paying attention to. <laughs> Set the headline. I mean, I'd, I'd love for Bitcoin to actually just like spit in everyone's faces, including mine, and just like start being the boss again. But fucking hell, like it's had the chance to do so so often this year. And it's just refused. It's just been like, no, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead. And everything else pumps and Bitcoin doesn't. Um, or it does, but does weaker. Like even on the up moves, it's been like tiresome, right? So yeah, I don't know. Maybe Josh has a point. Yeah, I mean, even intraday right now, uh, Ethereum's moving faster than Bitcoin. And it, Bitcoin on the way down went down less but as it's recovering eth is recovering much faster right now just on yeah. intraday stuff I, th I think the desire to the the path to see ethereum goes into price expiration bitcoin range goes into its range highs <laughs> to your point earlier don you know it's le yeah. it's less appetizing it, it's think, just uh, oh, go ahead. you go ahead no you go ahead it's gonna say i think souls very likely done for the year as well. Cooked. Yep. It's salvageable, but um, the way it's positioned on this trend stuff, my guess is it would hit the 200 before it makes higher highs. The 200 day is currently at 130. 110 on the simple versions. Um, I think it makes sense for Ethereum to run first. Like you could see... Uh, Solana going to low 100s at the same time, or float, whatever, at the same time that Ethereum runs. You know, I talked about how it would be most bullish if ETH ran and then you let this thing kind of range and people front ran that move and it died and then it just went back into chop. This is difficult to trade at this point. Um, but I would agree it's not. You look at this, you look at ETH, you'd rather hold ETH. Uh, Solana, ETH. Still in a range, but looks dicey. <laughs> you know, look at that. Like that. Looks I mean, I'd rather hold, I'd rather not deal with ETH at all. It's a miserable experience to do anything on chain. I tried last night. You can check the timestamps. I still have a pending transaction. It's been over eight hours now. You just got to pony up, baby. I did lots of transactions uh, yesterday. Yeah, everybody always tells me that. Well, guess what? I do complex transactions on chain and they don't go so well for me. So <laughs> uh, I think DeFi in general is just for sure done. I think DeFi needs a 50% drawdown here. It Additionally, that. It, needs it, another, it needs another one. Um, it, fees are too high. Regulations are coming. It had its chance to move and didn't. And that's kind of it. You know, I was optimistic in Q4 that it would actually do something, but it couldn't couldn't make those higher highs and now it looks worse than btc does <laughs> which, which is really saying something at least on the perp you're telling me the sushi chart's not the most bullish thing you've ever seen 
I mean, if you're <laughs> bullish on sushi, I advise you to read the Twitter. I know. Of, no, there's a lot. Not, of... not you specifically. I'm just saying the broad populace, Vox Populi. Um, there's a lot of drama going on with Look sushi right relative now. Relative to the all-time lows. Yikes. A lot of drama. Yeah. The thing is, it's done. Even uni. Again, talk about TVL. Talk about trading volume. None of it matters. None of it matters. Just doesn't. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Uni's at least at the bottom of a range trade if you want to go don it. Like if you're going I, long I, uni, you long it from right here, right? Yeah, but I mean the thing is, like I, I legitimately don't want to touch DeFi or any of the sort until Bit uh, ETH has topped. I feel like it's such a weird trade right now because like the trend's clearly down, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not been showing like it's not outperforming ETH when ETH goes up. So it's like it it, it kind of acts like if ETH goes up. Uh, DeFi goes down and then if the market goes down in general like if DeFi goes just with it so it's like I don't want to counter trend like counter trend trade and I don't want to like think the trend is over until I think ETH has topped because that's like the one opportunity that it has so that's kind of what I'm waiting for in all of these like you see in the DeFi kind of pair or whatever no matter how good it looks no matter how like at what support it is I'm not going to buy it until I think ETH has topped yeah, this is good. We need the rotation trade. We've talked about this for weeks and weeks. We need the money to go one place. Something to be so clearly more bullish than other things. Uh, speaking of, you know, I told Barry, I said, Barry, my family <laughs> needs $1,500 uh, cash. And he said, and I quote, on it. So. Yeah, fucking Barry. I can't even tell what you just said. It was so just like bumble condescension. Yeah, I was like fucking fucking Barry. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Look at like Ccash USD on the weekly on like Finex or whatever, and then tell me that's going to 1.5k. Uh I'm looking at it right now and I'll tell you, yes, it will. Go uh, Send it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks better than it has in a long time, but it still looks like Ccash. And it's yeah, still man. Ccash. Send it, man. <laughs> Send it. I don't ever want people to lose money, let me be clear. But um, <laughs> You would like if I lost money on this trade? This is an instance. I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be you specifically, but uh, yeah. I, I tweeted some I, troll I, content about Zcash last night. And man. That was potentially the worst thing you've ever said <laughs> on Twitter. I, I'd have to go back. I'd have to look at all your tweets to be sure, but it's it's up there. It's like top five. Oh, people ate it up. They ate it up. It was pure troll, but uh, they they thought I was serious, uh, and I and they really they really enjoyed it. Um, man, I enjoyed the comments <laughs> on that one. I joined Twitter blue and it gives you the chance to have kind of an undo button. So it's like, are you sure you want to send this tweet? <laughs> and it was, oh man, the comments have been great. Uh, also the Zcash true believers, like all retweeting and quote tweeting it and be like, yeah, we're going to make it. That's the best part. Yeah. That's literally the best part. Uh, imagine having been in, in crypto since 17 and trying to make it by getting back to break even. <laughs> I mean, that's Zcash. They won't be the last ones. Jeez. Uh, I'm sorry. I just was having some fun. Uh, nah, it's all good. I think like in, in general, like 
these kind of bets when you have like barrier on your on your side it's kind of fine like i i i don't think the chances are high that any of that is gonna happen but i mean you have like you have barry and you have like you mean and yeah. that's a lot in this kind of market well, somebody uh you you made a tweet thread about ltc and then you threw in the hashtag of zeke and then somebody replied god and was like so you mean ledger status uh and i was like <laughs> i didn't respond but you did on my behalf i appreciate it um but i uh i actually think zeke and ltc are pretty different from a narrative point of view like at least Zeke has, uh, people really do agree that like the fundamental technology behind Zcash, like that's what ZK snarks are based on. You know what I mean? Like that's where all the ETH layer two stuff is going. And, um, no one has ever really questioned the technological breakthroughs that Zcash has made. I'm not saying that means it's why it's going to 1500, but it's also got, you know, people like Barry, you need a, a person standing for it. Whereas Litecoin is literally like a dead test net for Bitcoin that Charlie doesn't even own the coins and it's, he may be still interested in it, but I just think they're two different levels of cringe. Both might be cringe, but they're two different levels of cringe in my mind. That I agree with. I'm not a big fan of like, I mean, I trade it all the time because I'm an idiot basically, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this thing, but I will buy it. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even like I hate this thing. I hate how it trades, but I mean, I, like whenever I buy Litecoin, it goes up a little, and then I sell it for like a ten percent gain, and then it goes up like twenty percent, and then it goes all the way back down again. That's <laughs> kind of how the Litecoin trade works. And I could have like deployed to like whatever something fundamentally sound and make like double, but it's just not how it works, I guess. I I much rather buy trash like Litecoin and make ten percent, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But that looks tra tragic. Like Litecoin looks tragic, which is good, I think, for yeah, the market. It, it should look tragic. Mm -hmm. Maybe Zika well, should about, too. I don't know. Uh, you know, SHIB needs to go to zero. Let's be yeah. honest here. This is the I real don't... benefit of these dumps is like uh, SHIB goes down a little more on a relative basis. Doge goes down a little more on a relative basis. You just kind of slowly bleed out the pain uh, for these folks that bought the absolute dumbest stuff on the market so whether you want to let me in with them or not it's your prerogative i make my call you make yours um see it 1500 me and barry will be on the beach <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll bring you the drinks because <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it after that one if it does happen oh man at this point i just kind of like holding it on the chance that does it <laughs> you know <laughs> of course Ethereum will probably be 40k uh, if if Zeke is at uh, 1500, which that's I also think fine by me. If if Zeke is 15, BTC is at 500k. So you know what, you can have your your Zcash at 15. Mm -hmm. That's fine. All right. Should we leave it there? What do y'all? Mm -hmm. What do you want to? What do you want to see? What levels do you want to see clear or hold this week? Well, I want to see volume on CME ETH micro futures. That's what I want to see. Okay. That, that started today. That's the I don't ETH even know if that has a ticker. Or the BTC and ETH both. It's ETH. Um, I don't know what the ticker would be. It's on CME, though. I saw the ETH one and started. It's got some weird ticker. It doesn't really matter. It's like METS or something. Micro ET. Um, well, I want to see certainly meth? the lows. Is it meth? Tell me it's meth. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I think we already I think we already went down enough overnight. This is I usually like this on a new weekly 
you get some like early in the week uh, wickification, and then it kind of enables you to go up only after that. I think backfilling a tad for the prior weekly is healthy. Um, but my personal two cents would be that unless there's macro narrative, we could climb a wall of worry all week on Bitcoin um, and see Ethereum recover its range. Uh, I'd really like to see Ethereum over 4,400. For, uh, but if it gets over 4,400, I think uh, 6K truly comes in the cards faster faster than, uh, than not. I don't have much interest elsewhere other than my Zcash bag holder position. Yeah, I mean, send it to 6K, that'd be nice. Uh, I actually, let me see if I can share again without killing the internet. I'm actually impressed that it's still holding up. Um, for me, it's kind of like what I'm looking at is basically like we have this kind of like mid-range thing at like 46, 47 that we've been holding on e uh, on Bitcoin. I want to see that hold. Like if you start closing below it, I legitimately think we're going to wick to 32K, um, which is a nice target. Like if you want to uh, buy the dip, I think that's like a good area um, if we lose this mid-range. Right now it's a support. So I could see it like round out and go back to 55-ish um, in the next few weeks. But then it decides whether it's bullish or bearish. So yeah, that's kind of like, I want to see that hold. And more importantly for Eve, it's just like this this weekly support has to hold. Like that gives, I think, the entire market goes risk off. That's basically the only thing holding us up, Eve at 4K. I agree. Someone so, asked, someone asked where is our like my my break point, and that's fine. I think a, a daily close under those wicks is pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we make any lower lows. It's failed experiment. Stop <laughs> It is, yep. uh, yeah. I'm very curious to see what the yearly pivot for um, next year is going to be for VTC because it's currently at 21k. As far as like the, the the pivot is at 21, the support is at 12. The only reason I bring this up is because in 2018 we actually hit that pivot to the penny on the way down. The bear market for the bear market, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's going to be exciting. Ones. All right. That's what we got. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX. You can make your trades there today. If we hit these key levels, make a trade, buy, sell, whatever fits your bias and your narrative, do it on FTX, weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Of course, you can track your portfolio as well and earn yield on your tokens. You can earn 8% up to $10,000 on anything. 5% beyond $10,000 only on FTX. Go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX and subscribe to this show. Go to weeklyopen.com, catch replays, all that good stuff. Check it later.